0: Shedding Light on Gothic Shadows Professor Jarlith Killeen, head of the School of English, illuminates the fascinating life of Dracula author and Trinity alumnus, Bram Stoker. Read by James Fleming I have more. My revenge has just begun. I spread it over centuries and time is on my side. These defiant words are spoken by Count Dracula himself as he is confronted and apparently trapped by his enemies, the so-called Crew of Light, led by the intrepid, though often incomprehensible, Professor Abraham Van Helsing. Even though, by the end of Bram Stoker's novel, he is apparently being vanquished by the vampire-hating, purity-loving, steak-and-garlic-wielding do-gooders, Dracula has ultimately triumphed over his antagonists. While popular culture has forgotten the names of Arthur Holmwood, Jonathan Harker, John Seward, Quincy Morris, and Mina Murray, the names of the characters who track him through Europe and put him to death, Count Dracula is now a name that is recognised almost everywhere on the planet. In fact, it wouldn't be going too far to suggest that with Dracula, we are dealing not so much with a fictional character as an epic antihero who has broken free of the novel which gave him birth and has taken up habitation In global popular culture. Although Dracula was relatively well received when first published by Archibald Constable and Co. in 1897, it would have been impossible at that stage to imagine the global impact this modestly ambitious novel from a man best known as the genial and efficient manager of the great actor Henry Irving would have in the 20th and now 21st centuries, Not only is Dracula the best-known vampire of them all, and we have been living in a veritable vampire craze since the 18th century, but he is also, in fact, one of the most recognizable characters in literary history, and the one most often portrayed in films bar none, and that is not counting his appearance in other media. Along with some other characters from 19th century popular fiction, like Ebenezer Scrooge, Oliver Twist, Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and Frankenstein, Count Dracula can now confidently claim mythic status, that this mythic status is in large part due to the mesmeric attraction of the Transylvanian bloodsucker for screenwriters and cinema audiences, and even though most who recognise Dracula's name have never read the novel in which he first appeared, and have never heard of Bram Stoker should not detract from the cultural significance of the text or author. Unfortunately, as Count Dracula has loomed ever larger in popular culture, Bram Stoker, his creator, has faded into the background. His obscurity is particularly unfortunate for Trinity since he attended university here and was an important figure in college history as the only person to be both Auditor of the Historical Society and President of the Philosophical Society. Indeed, Stoker once described the Hist as Trinity's supplementary school and he should know, given that he served in the offices of the Society Librarian, record Secretary and in 1872 was elected Auditor by one vote. It is probably true to say that Bram probably spent more time in the gym and in college societies than he did in the lecture hall or the library. His athletic achievements while a teenager in Trinity are extraordinary for someone who had been extremely fragile and even close to death while a child. There hardly seems to have been a sport in which he did not participate and he apparently excelled in rugby, walking races, gymnasium, slingshot. High jump, trapeze, and rowing. He was on the rugby team, and in 1867 won prizes for weightlifting and for the five and seven mile walks. Stoker's conviviality, sociability, and devotion to physical health and exercise, all developed and perfected in Trinity, can certainly still be felt in his greatest novel. Dracula, after all, is a text in which a group of physically robust, intelligent, literate, and companionable young men form a kind of discussion group, what commentators have dubbed the crew of light, complete with his secretary keeping detailed notes, all under the direction of an old mentor. Hist and Phil speeches and debates sometimes involved the supernatural and the gothic, so there is certainly no real gap between Stoker's life as a Trinity student and his work as a popular novelist. Moreover, he may have even first encountered that iconic name, Dracula, while attending Trinity. Jason McGallagut, the director of Marsh's Library, has demonstrated that Stoker visited the library seven times in 1866 and 1867, and called for an eclectic variety of very specific items. Lurking in one volume Stoker consulted, Peter Halen's Cosmography, is a reference to Dracula and the Battle of Kosovo, cited in the Count's speech to Jonathan Harker as one of the key events in his family's history. We can, perhaps, situate Dracula's origins in Stoker's social, sporting and reading habits while a student in Trinity, reason enough to bring the author out of the shadows of his most famous creation.